Hey everyone, this is Chad, and today on the Mission Daily, we have two, or maybe three, special announcements. The first one, the Mission Daily was selected by Apple as one of the best of 2018. So the Mission Daily was the one of the best podcasts as selected by Apple for 2018. Wow, that's so, so awesome. We could not have done it without you, the amazing listeners. You hear Ian in the background, you hear Steph. You don't hear Toasty because, oh, there he is. There you go. Good boy. That's a good pup. And that's the first announcement. Second announcement, one of our other podcasts, actually our first one, The Story, was also selected by Apple as the best of 2018. That is so exciting. Again, we couldn't do it without you, the listener. We're grateful for each and every one of you. And to celebrate this, it brings us to our third announcement. We are going to be playing all throughout the holiday season on the Mission Daily, the best episodes from The Story. That's right. We've been through four incredible seasons of the story. And if you haven't heard it, you're in for a treat. For those of you who don't know, the story is a historical fiction podcast where we tell the unknown backstory of people who changed the world. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. And a big shout out to our amazing sponsor, Jamp. Thank you for making this happen. And as always, thank you, the listener, for enjoying it. This is the story of two men who tried to sell their company. Nobody wanted to buy it, so they had to turn to Plan B. Today's story is called Burn Your Plan A. Today's episode of the Mission Daily is brought to you by Jamf Now, the number one device management solution for all your company's Apple devices. To learn more about how Jamf Now can help you secure your Macs, iPads, or iPhones, head to jamf.com slash mission daily to set up your first three devices for free. That's jamf.com slash mission daily, or click on the link in the show notes. The two grad students couldn't believe their luck. They had created new software, and now a larger company with inferior technology was considering buying it for a million dollars. Other developers were selling their tech to larger companies for tens of millions of dollars. They were only asking for a million dollars. Their plan was to take the money, buy houses, and then get back to doing research. Their phone rang. It was a call from their attorney. He was helping them sell their software. They listened intently. Bad news. The CEO rejected a million dollars, but I think we can get him to bite if you reduce the price to 750,000. The two grad students muted the phone and argued for a moment. 750,000? They were sure it was worth more. But what else could they do? They wanted to get back to research, so they agreed. A few days later, their attorney called back. The larger company had passed. They were out of luck, and now they had to turn to Plan B. Plan B was to build the software until it was a real business, but that was years away and would require millions of dollars. Plan B wasn't what they wanted, but they were both familiar with making sacrifices. The younger grad student was from a family of immigrants who had escaped to America from the Soviet Union. Back in the days before his family escaped, they faced anti-Semitic prejudice every day. Receiving a higher education was nearly impossible. Taking entrance exams was an exercise in humiliation as Jewish students were directed to a room that government officials called the gas chambers. Their family had always been told that as Jews, they enjoyed a quote-unquote better-than-average living condition inside the Soviet Union. That better-than-average condition meant a 300-square-foot apartment. Pretty small. At the time, the family believed it. 
It wasn't until they took a trip to Warsaw that they saw what real opportunity looked like. That trip was the first time the young grad student's father felt compelled to get his family out of the Soviet Union. To get out meant taking risks, and that meant not flying under the radar. He was going to be labeled an enemy of the state, but he had to try for his family and for his son. The father stuck his neck out and applied for an exit visa. He was promptly fired from his government job. Two days later, his wife was fired. They could no longer stay or retreat. The family had to go without income, adequate food, or an answer about if they would be free to leave the country for eight months. Finally, clearance to leave the country arrived and the family escaped to the United States. Life changed and English came rapidly to the young boy. He sailed through school. He graduated high school in just three years. Next was college. His father taught at the University of Maryland. He could get a discount if he went, so he enrolled and completed his bachelor's degree in just three years. After that, his plan A was grad school at MIT. He applied and promptly got rejected. MIT's rejection stung, and he had to move on to plan B, Stanford. While at Stanford, he got assigned to work on a project with another grad student. They tried to work together, but both found the other person cocky, assertive, and annoying. Why did they both annoy each other so much? Working side by side, they realized that they were near clones of the other person. They had similar interests, similar schooling and intelligence. They had both even received a Montessori-style education. Side note, this type of self-directed learning is one of the little-known commonalities amongst many successful entrepreneurs. Back to the story. They annoyed each other because they were so similar. They both realized it, and all of a sudden, they understood the other person. Now they knew how to work together. They turned all of the frustration into the project. They were working on a software tool for professors and students to quickly find the information they needed across thousands of documents. They developed a cutting-edge algorithm that worked like a charm. Stanford loved it, and since it was a school project, they had to file for a patent. The feeling of opportunity was palpable. They wanted to think through their options, so they took a quick break to attend Burning Man. Burning Man is a kind of hippie art festival and celebration held in the Nevada desert. Each year, thousands of people gather to share their art, talent, and generally have a good time. After their time at Burning Man, they returned with two plans. Plan A, sell the technology and return to research. Plan B, start a company around the technology. Plan A failed. Nobody wanted to buy at a million dollars. And nobody wanted to buy at $750,000. On to Plan B. Plan B meant permanently dropping out of the doctorate program. The students approached a professor turned entrepreneur for advice. As they spoke to him, he picked up the phone and invited another investor to join the conversation. The following week, they were sitting across from their professor and the investor demoing their product. 10 minutes into the demo, one of them stopped them. I've seen enough. They glanced nervously at each other. What did he mean? The man was now fumbling through his coat pocket. You're on to something. He pulled out a checkbook. The other professor turned investor did the same thing. Both men scribbled out checks and slid them across the table. $100,000. Each. The two students couldn't believe their eyes, and they got back to work. They were so focused on building the business that they forgot to officially start a business so they could cash the checks. Their first office after the dorm room was a friend's garage. It was complete with a blue carpet, ping pong table, and tiki lamps in the corner. Years passed, and the company was doing well. They raised a $12.5 million funding round, but it came at a price. The investors demanded that they find an experienced CEO to lead the company. 
The VCs sent in 10 candidates for interviews. One by one, all of them were rejected. None felt right. The founders wanted someone innovative, unconventional. They told one of their investors, we want Steve Jobs. Can you get us an appointment? Their investors laughed. Not a chance. Keep looking. They burned through 40 more candidates. They rejected all of them. They had a profile in mind, but they didn't know how to screen for it. Then the venture capitalists sent in one more candidate, the CEO of Novell. He was 20 years their senior, and it turned out a fan of Burning Man. They immediately bumped him to the top of their list and invited him on an unconventional interview process, which included an entire week-long trip to Burning Man. He went, they connected, and he understood the culture that they had created. When they returned from the burn, the three of them had a crazy idea. They would hire the candidate CEO of their company. But the catch was, the three of them had to work together through the thick and thin for the next 20 years. Shortly after announcing the change, the media lashed out at them. Why can't you two guys run the company? Always quick with a joke, the young founders shot back. Because we need adult supervision. Even though the CEO held the title, the three of them would lead the company together as a triumvirate. Their words, not mine. It was a pivotal move for the company. After they hired the CEO, the company exploded. Soon it became a household name. The two co-founders had originally named the company Backrub. It didn't quite catch on. They changed it to something else. Google. The younger student in this story is Sergey Brent. The older student, Larry Page. The man who was 20 years their senior that went to Burning Man with them, Eric Schmidt. That triumvirate would go on to lead Google to become the second most valuable company in the world. You're probably wondering how Sergey and Larry got the patent for their technology back from Stanford. They had to offer the university 1.8 million shares of Google in exchange for the exclusive license rights. That was a lucrative move for both parties. In 2005, Stanford sold the shares in Google for $336 million. Sometimes we treat plan B like it's an inferior option, like it's a consolation for missing the big opportunity. Larry and Sergey had a plan A, to sell Google for a million dollars. And they agreed to sell it for $750,000, but couldn't find a buyer. Plan B was to build a real business. They took Plan B seriously, and it worked out. Google now has a market value just shy of $800 billion. Sergey, Larry, and Eric are each personally worth billions of dollars, and Google is now an enduring company doing real good in the world. Sometimes you may feel like you want to tap out or choose some quick money over the longer-term plan that requires a lot of energy. That's okay. That's the easy way. It's how we're hardwired. It's much harder to do the work, build the business, turn down 50 CEOs that your VCs tell you to hire, wait until you find one suitable candidate and spend a week interviewing them at Burning Man, and then commit to working on something together for 20 years. On top of all of that, Google wasn't the first successful search engine. There were dozens of others. Sergey and Larry didn't let any of that discourage them. They knew that they had something of value they knew that it would become better over time. So whenever you're working on a project or a business, just remember, you might not have all the experiences you need, but someone out there does, and maybe they'd love to provide the mentorship you need. Who knows, they might even be willing to commit to working with you for the next 20 years. That's their story. What's yours gonna be? Hey, this is Ian from The Mission. I talk to Fortune 500 CIOs and IT visionaries about how much effort and energy they put into securing their devices. But they have teams of hundreds of IT professionals, an advantage that the average business doesn't have. 
until now. Jamf Now makes it easy to set up, manage, and protect your company's Apple devices. As your business grows, so does your digital inventory, making it harder to manage everyone's Apple devices. This is especially true if you have remote employees, like we do at the Mission. With Jamf Now, you can check your digital inventory, distribute Wi-Fi and email settings, deploy apps, protect company data, or even lock and wipe a device as needed from anywhere. And all of this with no IT experience needed. The Mission Daily listeners can start securing their businesses today by setting up their first three devices for free forever. Add more starting at just $2 a month per device. Create your free account today at jamf.com slash mission daily. That's J-A-M-F dot com slash mission daily. We love Jamf and you will too. Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.